Ah, well, praise the Lord. God bless you this evening, and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells, and I'm excited about being here today with all the great things that's going on in our lives. But I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of what's going on in the world. And I'm excited about what the great things that God is doing in our lives. Well, today is another day, another journey that uh, we're facing more um, tackles. We're facing more dis issues in life, and we're facing more challenges in life. That's good. And uh, we just dealing with different things each day. And um, oops, the light went out. <laughs> oh, we just dealing with <laughs> different things. Every day I learn something new about God, you know, uh, walking with God. I learn different things. I learn how people are, humans are. Uh, I call them humans. Because <laughs> people are really crazy sometimes. Bow your head with me. I want to pray for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the bath. For those here that are with us this evening, oh God, and those that are watching by the way of television or YouTube or Twitter, however they may be listening or listening to the podcast, whatever. I have to touch every liberal soul and meet the needs in their life and break the yokes in their life. Save, deliver, and make free. In Jesus' name, amen. Get your Bible. Today I want to talk to you about an interesting, oh, always an interesting topic. But today I want to talk to you about something that uh, I think is important. That you need to know if you don't know already. Today, I want to talk to you about the anointing of God. When you read the Bible, we are uh, by and by different times. You, you learn different stories about uh, things that God done and um, how he uh, commissioned people, how he anointed people, so on and so forth. But to be effective, with anything you do with God, you need to be anointed. You need to have the anointing of God working with you, for you, and in the midst of you. That you would accomplish what you set out to do. And I'm here pulling around right now while I'm talking to you. Get in some lotion right here. But lotions make your hands more silky and smooth so you can do things better. Your hands all look dry. Why am I telling you this? Because the Spirit of God, the anointing of God, takes the dryness out of you. It'll make you sound and comfortable and smooth to get the job done. But I want you to go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 14. Samuel chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 14. I want you to look at this verse. And it said, and Samuel said, what meaneth then this bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowering of the oxen which I hear? And Saul said, they have brought them forth from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen unto, to sacrifice unto the Lord, and the rest have utter, we have utterly destroyed. Let's go to verse 23. Verse 23 says, For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he have also rejected thee from being king. Let's look at that verse one more time. Let's go back to 14. And Samuel said, What meaneth the what meaneth then the bleeding of the sheep of my in my ears and the lowering of oxen which I hear? And Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Verse 23. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, and the stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, 
he have also rejected it and became. What in the world are we talking about here? We're talking about the anointing. What happened in this story was Israel cried and cried and cried and cried to God. We want a king. We want a king. We want a king. We want a king. Please give us a king. We don't want you to be our king. We want to have a human king like every all of the kingdoms. We want to be just like them. God said, okay, you insulted me and you want a king? I'll give you one. But I want to be king over you. No, 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 we don't want you king. We want a man king. Okay. So God told Samuel to go down and anoint this guy's soul to be king because he was strong, mighty, and rudy, and he was able to fight wars, blah, blah, blah. There was one problem. Saul wanted to do what he wanted to do regardless of what God said. So in the story, you got to read the whole story. So in the story, God told Saul to destroy everything from the Amalekites. Everything, everything, everything. Don't bring nothing back. Saul going to decide to bring back the best of the sheep, the best of the oxen, the sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. Back in the day, he did a little sacrifice. They don't do a little sacrifice but what happened was, now comes Samuel the prophet to officially anoint him as king over Israel. As Samuel come to him, he said, wait, 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 wait. So what is that sound I'm hearing? What, what, why do I hear sheep bleating in the background and oxen? Fear lower down. So, first slide was the people decided to bring back the best of the oxen and the best of the sheep to sacrifice unto the Lord our God. Verse 23 says, And Samuel said, Have it, oh, excuse me, for the rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness as is iniquity and adultery, because thou hast what rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected you from being king. Now he would no longer be anointed king. He would never get that final horn of anointing or your paws upon him to be king over Israel. He would have been a both first effective approved king by God, but he lost his kingship and he still became a king. A lot of people don't understand that Saul still became a king, but he was not approved of God. A lot of people get called into the ministry and lose their approbation. They don't become approved of God because they won't stop their mess. They won't get in line with God's word. And he cuts them off from being chosen. The Bible said many are called. He didn't say there was a, he never said there was a few called. He said many are called, but few are chosen. You are anointed by God. Very few people become anointed by God because God don't approve them. And they don't put themselves in there to go through the approval state either. When you look at this scripture, verse 23, this man brought that sheep and oxen. You got to really read the story about Saul. Saul just consistently lied. The more God exposed him, the more he lied. <laughs> That's the funny thing. The Lord already had told Samuel, this guy don't want to do what he wanted to do. Go tell him what I have to say. And he's going to consistently lie. I did what the Lord told me to do. And there's a lot of preachers today. This is a lot of people in their home. This is a lot of people in their job. The boss gave you a job to do, so you're going to have to do to hide the rest of the information. And then you're going to lie and say you did it. Judgment will fall on you for your rebellion. You're going to get fired. You're going to get penalized. Your promotion or your bonus is going to be taken from you. And then you're going to get mad. Then you're going to get upset because you're no longer approved to receive those things. That's the thing you got to understand. But I want you to listen to this. Saul 
was the first man God ever chose to be king over his people. And this man was so lifted up in pride and ignorance to the point where it cut his whole family off in the end. His sins and his rebellion caused his family to be slaughtered and cut off. So lied to the man of God. Lied to God. I mean, it's one thing to lie to a, 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 a servant of God. But you're going to go lie to God? You crazy. You got problems upstairs. You're going to go lie to God. The man didn't even look God, God. That's why in verse 23 it says, For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as idolatry, excuse me, and iniquity and idolatry, because thou hast rejected of the word of the Lord, he have also rejected you from being king. You reject God. Well, he's going to reject you. You ain't out slicking God. You think you're doing something big. You try to call yourself rejecting God. God going to reject you. And then you're going to say, Lord, help me. He's going to come back and say, Lord, help me. You got to understand something about the living God. He's not like us. He's not like us. God demands righteousness at all times. I'll say it again. God demands righteousness at all times, not sometimes. God demands righteousness, that we be righteous, that we be godly all time, not once a week. That's the thing about this. The anointing God places on our lives is to help us do what's right. The Bible said after that, the spirit of truth will come. He'll lead you and guide you in all truth. The anointing is to help you do what you're supposed to do and do it effectively before God, not before men. You say, what do you mean not before men? Because your first duty is before God. That anointing to help you do what's right before God and before man. Oh, before God. Let's move on. Go, let's go to Psalms chapter 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 14. Look at that verse. Saul was the type of person. I'll give you a good example of today. Everybody knows I always. I always love to drink water, right? Well, what if the Lord told me, said, Bernard, I don't want you drinking no more water during any more services you do ever. I'm going to get me some water. I'm going to tell my wife to get me some water. And she's going to bring me the water. It's nice and nice and cold. And I'm going to drink that water. And I'll get up and preach and continue to have a good time. Now, the Lord already told me don't drink no more water. Now, here's what I do when the Lord said, but why are you drinking water? And I told you not to do that no more. Maxine, my wife, brought me the water. She gave me the water. And God would probably ask me back, did your wife open your mouth and put the water down it? I'll probably, I like a dummy, I'll probably try to figure out, she forced me to drink it. And now, I would be a fool to go on and persist with these lies because God already seen what was going on. He's the one, no, I told her to bring me the water, put it in the freezer, make it nice and go and drink it. Then I'm going to blame her. And that's what Saul did. Saul, no, God told him to destroy all those animals, to destroy everything because they were all cursed up. But he chose to do what he wanted to do and then blame the people for it. Understand that scripture. He did this. He was king. Nobody told the king what to do. They were dead in a minute. Let's go to Psalm 16 and verse 14. Psalm chapter 16. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. First Samuel. First Samuel chapter 16. Verse 14. I'm sorry. First Samuel chapter 16. Verse 14. I don't know, verse 12, not 14. Verse 12, I'll read it for you. And he sent and brought him. Now he was a Rudy and was all a beautiful consonant, goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Verse 13. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. From that day forth, so Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. I'll read it again. Verse 12. 
and he sent and brought him in, and now he was ruddy and with a beautiful consonant, good need to look to, and the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for he is this, for this is he. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his presence, and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose and went to Rabbi. That's interesting. Now check this out. I'm going to try to give you a picture about this. David brothers were macho men, warriors, tough guys. David was a little pretty good-looking boy. All a girl wanted. He was super good-looking, super smooth, goodly to look upon. He had a nice, nice, gorgeous countenance. His face was looking beautiful. No blotches, no spots. He was one good-looking kid. Isn't that something? Now all his brothers were rough-looking, rough, tough, ready to rumble, beat up anybody, slice and dice them with their saws as warriors. This guy was a little sheep dude going around with a bah, bah, chasing behind the sheep and all that kind of stuff. God doesn't look on the face. God looks on the heart. Even though David was a good-looking, no-touch boy that was considered to be too good to be tough, too good to be king because he was look, he wasn't the type to be a warrior, but God made him a warrior. In fact, there's stories about David ripping out a lion's tongue, fighting with bears and all kind of stuff to protect his sheep. And that's what God looks for, someone that's gonna protect his people. I tell you, God is looking for somebody that wants to protect his people. He wants to anoint that person to be their leader. You see all these, uh, here in America, you see all these uh, black politicians saying, oh, they're the spokesman for the black community. No, they ain't. God didn't anoint them. They just made their roles up there, ran for office. They ain't my leader. My leader name is Jesus Christ. Hello? I'm just being realistic. It is the anointing that makes the difference in your life. And that's what God was trying to show here. If you look at verse... 13, it says, and Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And they wasn't happy that David was being the one anointed and not them. He was just a little Rudy, good-looking kid. You you mean to say you going to bypass all of us? How dare God bypass all of us and anoint that little shabby-wabby boy? His brothers were upset. They didn't even want to bring David out because they said David's a little really good-looking kid. He's a little chump. Now, what? God wants another. And Samuel said, don't you have one more? He asked, don't you got another son? He said, yeah, but you ain't interested in him. These are the brick ones. These are the tough guys. These are the guys you want to anoint, King. So Samuel said, no, 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 no. God said you got another son. But you don't want that son. That son of the good looking little scabby sheep herder. You ain't going fighting with nobody. You don't know how to lead nobody. But God looks on the heart and seen David in the future. And that's where people make a mistake. They don't realize it's the anointing in a person's life that makes the difference. I said, it is the anointing on a person's life, not speaking in tongues, not shouting. It is the anointing that God invests in a person's life that makes the difference. And that's what was the case with David. Now, David didn't know that God was going to anoint him. He wasn't paying nobody no mind. Oh, people say, well, David got in trouble. He did. He did do some cuckoo stuff, but he didn't disrespect God. He didn't insult God like Saul did. That's a big difference. Saul consistently lied nonstop. Before God didn't lie to God. Who can help you when you're in trouble with God? So they brought out David. And Samuel anointed him king. And listen to what the scripture said right behind that. It says, and Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. 
God worked with David from the day that anointed oil touched his head. Did you hear me? The day God anointed him with oil. Hallelujah. That's my little bottle of oil, actually. Well, it's just a little bit of oil I got here. Now, this is to give you a little drop. He just gave him a little drop on his head. A little drop on his head. From the day that God put that oil on his head, the Lord God followed him. The Lord God worked with him. Why? Because he's already anointed him as in a natural and a spiritual form. That the anointing of God began to flow into that man's life, that young man's life, and began to take effect. It grew like a tree in him and became strong and mighty. And a great warrior. They even a big city of David after him. But yet he was a little rudy, shrewdy, shrewdy kid, scabby kid, good looking kid. And all those brothers were tough looking guys, big ready to rumble with everybody. Me compared to my brother, I was that little scabby rabbit kid. That's me. I was that little scatty. I weighed, I weighed about 119 pounds for about five years. And before that, I probably weighed 98 pounds. I was a little skinny toothpick. In my book, a, wing, a good wing could have came by. It took me a whoosh. <laughs> now my brothers, one was in the martial arts, one was in all that old muscle guys. My three brothers were muscle guys. I was nowhere near muscle. I was clussel. <laughs> oh, you can laugh. That's right. My brother, one of my brothers, was a real good at martial arts. So they came to mug him. I'll never forget the story you told me about. They came to mug him. My brother beat the guys up. And they had to call the cops on him. <laughs> I never heard anything so crazy. The robbers are calling the cops to come and get my brother because my brother beating him the daylight asylum for trying to mug him. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now me, of course, one time though, I was being mugged. I didn't even know what the mugger was talking about. <laughs> I had no money on it. I was so crazy. I told the mugger, maybe you should come back next week. <laughs> I was just crazy. I was that little scabby kid. I ain't no scabby kid today. I got the power of God working with me, back on me, walking with me, talking with me, moving with me. But that anointing all you got out there. When I was young. And it grew with me. And it guided me, corrected me when I was going the wrong way. Because that's what the anointing is supposed to do. Keep you moving in the flow with what God wants you to do. The anointing of God is to help you do what you're supposed to do. I've heard one preacher say the anointing caused him to run around and have committing adultery and fornicating with all these girls. Told me to lie and wonder. That's some lust spirit. That's some lust spirit that got a hold of him. There ain't no anointing. Anointing ain't the Holy Ghost is a clean thing. The Holy Ghost is a clean person, not a thing. Person. But the thing here. When you look at this verse about the anointed, God did not choose the next king based on what he looked like or how tough he was or how big his shoulders were. He didn't pick the next king based off that. He anointed a person that would be capable of leading God's people to victory and not backing down. We we, we preachers try to impress people. They get all decked out with the uh, with the staff and all that stuff, and all, and they can scream and yell. But behind that screaming yell, ninety percent of them ain't got no power. The devil coming that church disrupting everything. You know, oh security, security! I ain't calling security. I'm gonna plead the blood, and they gonna hearken into that blood of Jesus. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue gonna confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of Lord and King of Kings to the glory of God the Father. Why? Because the anointing lifted him. It is because of the anointing, not because of the heart. Them devils don't care about me. <laughs> I know some preachers running around making like the devil cares about them. The devil's scared of them. The devil ain't scared of me. And I'm not scared of him. He 
because the God that lives in me. I, I ain't worried about He ain't worried about me. He don't care about me. He'll kick me to the curb if he can get away with it. But the God in me, that's not going to happen. David was chosen and anointed. I want y'all to understand this. God don't look on your height and your stature, how, how you look. You may be fat, you may be round, you may be skinny, but if you got a heart that want to serve God, he anoints you. You want to live right. He'll anoint you for his service, beloved. God will anoint you for his service if you really want to serve God. He will step in and anoint you for his glory. Notice I said for his glory. Notice I didn't say for nobody else's glory. I said for God's glory, God will anoint you for his glory and his glory alone. Not nobody else's glory. Bow your head for a moment. Let me pray for those watching TV broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, I should touch every liberal soul that's watching this television broadcast right now. Break every yoke in their life. Meet the needs in their life. Save, deliver, and make free. I bind the hand of the enemy from hindering them from receiving your word. Anoint them for your glory, oh God. Give them victory in their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, you can visit our website, the Tabernacle, www.tabernacledeliverance.org, and you can leave a prayer request, testimony, or become a partner. And you could also visit our uh, um, online services page and get our weekly Bible study that we have at 8 p.m. on Wednesday night, right here. Now, listen, God anointed David to be king because David had a heart after God. It wasn't based off his stature. It wasn't based off his good look. The reason why they talked about he was good looking because they know most good looking men don't want to get dirty. Most good looking men, they don't want to be afflicted out of it. They don't want their pretty face to be messed up. And if they're skinny and shabby, they don't want to be fighting nobody. But when God gets involved, it's a whole nother ballgame. When God gets involved, it's a whole nother story because God's going to do the work. You just be the vessel. Let's move on. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 19. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 19. And verse... 16. And look at what it says here. And Jehu, the son of Nisha, shall, thou shalt anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Sanhapat, of Abelamiholah, thou shalt anoint to be prophet in thy stead. I'll read it again. And Je uh, Jehu, the son of Nehah, thou shalt anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of uh, Shaphat, of Abel, me, Allah, thou shalt anoint thy stand. You get no names. That's funny. <laughs> That's why a lot of people don't like the regionologies. This one is good. This story is about Elijah being and giving instructions of who was supposed to come next. Joshua was going to be anointed king over Israel, and Elisha was going to be anointed prophet in Elijah stead once he was gone. Notice what I said? He was going to be anointed to be the prophet of the hour in the, in the stead of Elijah, who was getting ready to be taken home in a flying chariot, chariot of fire. But the thing here was, God had already prepared these individuals for this thing. See, what messed most people up, they never get prepared. I'm going to tell you something that's really important. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. You cannot go to heaven if you're not prepared. All right? Let's listen to this. People talk about overnight success, right? 
There is no such thing. Pastor, what do you mean there's no such thing? There's no such thing as overnight success. There was some preparation done. Well, you said so-and-so was born with a golden spoon in their mouth. That's a lie, too. No children were born with a golden nothing in their mouth. They're just born. And they were born in the old money, as my wife said, or they're born in the new money. But they were born with a golden spoon in their mouth. They would have choked to death. Well, you got to be realistic because we told all kind of lies. But the thing here is preparation. Even if a child is born in the wealth, they still have to prepare how to conduct themselves. So they'll be poor than the person delivering them. Amen. They still have to be trained on how to conduct themselves with their life, their wealth throughout their life. I'm, I'm not kidding you. And as we all know, you get with the wrong people, you're going to lose all your money. It's the same thing with investing. If you invest in the wrong business, you're going to lose all your money. It all connects with the anointing. The anointing of God is there to train us, make us effective, and fulfill our destinies with God. You say, well, some people never fulfill their destiny. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. <laughs> you can't fulfill your destiny if you don't want it. Look at this verse. It says, and you, the son of Nashah, thou shalt anoint to be king over Israel, and Elijah shall be the, the, the son of Samhad, over Abel, Mehola, thou shalt anoint to be prophet in thy state. God wanted to anoint him to be prophet in his state. God don't do what, uh, let me tell you something about that. What I like about that. God don't do things unnecessary. God don't leave his people without hope. God don't leave his people without help. Huh? God don't leave his people without hope. And he don't leave his people without help. Sometimes they don't want neither. You know why Israel wind up with kings? I'll tell you why. Because they wanted to be like the world. And it's the same thing with the church today. You want to know why you got so much charisma running around and no real anointing and people really getting healed, people really getting delivered? Because they want to be like the world. <coughs> they want to act like the world. They want to talk like the world. Of course, they smell like the world. But listen to this. The scripture says no good thing will go with hold from them that walk up right here before. They don't want to do that. They want to run and go by what they see. <clears throat> well, we're wrapped up so much in materialistic stuff till we can't receive the full kingdom blessing. <clears throat> God was anointing Elijah to be the prophet in Elijah's stead. So the work would continue. And that's what God is looking for today. He wants to anoint some of us young boys, young girls, young women, young men. He wants to anoint you <clears throat> to be vessels of honor before him, not robots. He wants you to live your daily life and be godly and live in your daily life. But you know what? Some of y'all don't want that. Y'all want the world. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen to you. <clears throat> You're gonna be lost. But I serve God. I serve God my way. There's no such thing. There is no way but God's way. <laughs> your way and my way. The Lord said my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. Even as heaven hide and all so my ways out of yours. You can't all do God. People think preaching is the anointing. It is not. People think speaking in tongues is annoying. It is not. I can prove both. One, anybody could be trained to be a preacher. Two, you could go learn another language. Just go into the church and start speaking it. 
Go to a total African-American church where nobody speaks Spanish and you went to school to speak Spanish. You can go in there and speak in Spanish and suck them and think you're speaking in tongue. Well, it's true. It's actually true. You could go learn Spanish and then go in a completely African-American church where nobody speaks Spanish and everybody prays the Lord and you start speaking Spanish. Now they don't think you're speaking in tongue. Now I heard one story one time. <clears throat> A brother said he was in a service, and this man started speaking in tongues. Now, the man didn't know what tongues he was speaking in. However, the man next to him knew every word he was saying in that language, and he marveled. Why did he marvel? Because the man was worshiping and blessing God in that time. In that unknown tongue, he didn't know what it was because he was filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues that the Spirit of God gave under. And he was worshiping, blessing in God. And the man next to him was a marveling how this man was praising God in that language and magnifying. But the man didn't know what he was saying because he was talking to God. But you could do that. So people play all kinds of games. So the anointing is not speaking in tongues. It's not preaching. The anointing is the power of God being invested in you. You know, you don't always have to lay hands on people. You can just speak the word with authority and it takes place. When I pray, I pray in faith that whoever watching this broadcast, that God would touch their lives, break the yokes in their lives, and the people around them. I speak in faith the word of God. Through the anointing of God and the power of the Holy Ghost. God anointed Elijah. Elijah, go forth and continue to work. Let's move on. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 17. I want you to listen to this. This is a simple scripture. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face. I'll read it again. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face. When you fast, you ought to do like I just did with that anointing oil. Anoint your head, wash your face. Don't run around up here unto people that you're fasting. Nobody need to know what you're doing. You want the anointing of God to direct you and guide you. Anoint your head with olive oil. Wash your dirty face and go about your business. It's a simple scripture that we should follow after. Being anointed of olive oil has always, always represented the anointing. The anointing of God is there to help us, to cover us, to guide us, to lead us, and protect us. But we got to be willing to go that way. We got to be willing to go that route that God wants us to go. We got to be willing to move in the spirit of God as he wants us to go. We got to be willing to go the way that God wants us to go so we can meet the needs that we need to meet. So anoint your head when you fast. You don't know about fasting, send me an email. And I'll explain fasting more to you. You'll learn what it is. I think I'm going to need help on Thursday. Okay. Let's move on. I just wanted to give you that scripture real quick. Give you an idea that what you should do when you fast. Yeah. Uh, I think you have to understand what fasting is. Because a lot of people fast don't know what they're doing to make a huge mess. Okay. Let's move on. Let's go to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. And verse 38. Look at that verse. Listen to this verse, everybody. Listen to this verse. Listen to this verse. Verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth 
with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was what? With him. I'll read it again. How God appointed Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all manner, all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Notice it didn't say Jesus did what he wanted to do. It said God had anointed him. He said that God had anointed him with the Holy Ghost. And being anointed with the Holy Ghost, he was able to go about doing good and healing those that were oppressed of the devil. He didn't go out there healing nobody in his own name. He was doing it in his father's name. He said, I'm the bread of life. Because God made him a brother life. He said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Have it more abundantly. That you might have life more abundantly. The Lord Jesus Christ went about healing people, bringing people out of destruction. But they had to want to come out. Not everybody. I want you to listen to this. I don't care how anointed you may become in your life. Everybody you talk to is not going to get healed. And everybody you talk to is not going to get saved. Did you hear that? Everybody. No, everybody and everybody's not. You need to keep the anointing of God in your life. But everybody don't want to be saved. Everybody don't want to be delivered. In fact, I know somebody told me that. I know two people that didn't want it to be delivered. One is basic deliverance. Um, they like to eat junk food all the time. So I was telling them, don't you want to be delivered? They said, no, 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 no. I never want to be delivered from eating junk food. I'm already 70 years old, and I'm not being delivered from eating junk food. I said, what if there's no junk food in heaven? Oh, that's another story. The other person didn't want to be delivered because they didn't want to give up, giving up. They were getting, they, they were getting a social service check, a we call welfare check. They didn't want to get delivered so they could get a, go to work. See, everybody have different scams going. That's why they don't get delivered. So everybody's not going to get delivered under your watch. But look at that verse. The unique thing about this verse, it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. But God was with him. Anybody he came in contact that was oppressed of the devil wanted to be made free, he made them free. Notice the difference. He went and delivered all that was oppressed. Of the devil, everybody that was willing to come. You got to be willing. If also, if you want the anointing of God on your life, you got to be willing to obey God. You got to be willing to obey what God's word say. You got to take time and let the grace of God get through in you through his word. You're not going to know that I ain't talking about having a revelation or no vision. Oh, you got some vision in you saying that you I'm anointing you. No. No. You're gonna learn about the anointing through studying God's word and asking God to open your understanding. Amen. Vision and revelation ain't no guarantee or nothing. Could be the devil giving you some revelation. Tell him I've anointed you to go through all the world and win all the world. Yeah, but I do. Then stone vitamins are good for you. That's what I always say. Oh, my other line is Thomas's promises. Remember Thomas Singles Muffin? It only one promises. God is a keep of his word. If he said he'll do it, if he spoke, he'll bring it to pass. God, don't make mistakes. Oh, God changed his mind. He told me he wanted me to go to Rome. I had a revelation in a dream that God wanted me to go to Rome. Next verse will come up. The Lord showed me, the Lord came to my house. 
and he sat down and drank a cup of coffee with me, and he told me that he was going to bless me with a million dollars. People going off their rocker. If you want to know God, what he's about, what he like, and what he don't like, that's right in his word. If you take time, and read it. He said he sent his word. Notice he said he said he said he sent his word. His word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. All those people that were around Jesus Christ when he walked on earth did not get they did not get delivered. Oh, wait a minute. Let's really, really hook it up. A lot of those people that were around Jesus Christ while he worked for faith on earth are the very first people saying, Crucified. <laughs> they were the first people screaming crucify. Then in the scripture they say, we have a law and according to our law that man ought to die. That's what they said about Jesus. Now they talking about him, he's the law. What they telling him that he ought to die. <laughs> That's how man is. That's why it takes the anointing of God on your life. They think they killed Jesus, but they didn't know he came to die that we might have life. <laughs> there is no man on this earth that could take Christ's place. None and never will be, never has been. The anointing. The anointing will make you think right. It'll make you be more effective. It'll make you be more strong in the things that you do for God. In fact, listen to this. There's a story in the Bible about the apostles. I think it was Paul. Oh, Peter, I can't remember which one it was. That the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, bid them not to go into the city. He didn't want them to go there. That's why you got to be filled with the power of God and let him guide you. This time, my wife would tell you, I was going, we were getting ready to go on trips. And I said, no, nah, I don't know. There's something not right. I can't go. And we were turning around. We already on the highway. We were turning around. Why? Because the Spirit of God isn't me saying, don't go. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. And sometimes nothing happened on the highway. But if I went, something would happen. And I have had an actual vision of something happening on the highway that God revealed to me. And it actually happened. Why? I was telling my wife it was happening. And it happened. So you got to understand something. You got to let God lead you. That's why they say that after the spirit of truth will come, he'll lead you and guide you all the truth. That's if you want to go. That's if you want to go. If you don't want to go, he's not going to twist your arm to go. Let's move on. Today is my water. Damn, I'm just thirsty. I don't know. Okay. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 61. A lot of people know this verse. Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1. Okay, here we go. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 61 says, Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1. What did I say? Huh? Didn't I say Isaiah 61? Okay, it's Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 61 says, Oh, what am I saying? Verse 61. I says, <laughs> oh, okay. It's Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. Okay. Isaiah 61 and 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he have anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He have sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and proclaim liberty unto the captives and opening up the prison of them that are bound. I read it one more time. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and proclaim liberty to the captives and to the open of the prisons to them that abound. That was Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He came. He walked. He talked. He brought people out of darkness into his marvelous light. He brought out the captives that were bound with fetters and chains by the enemy. 
You got to understand that the power of God is there through Christ Jesus, through the anointing. When God anointed Jesus Christ, he was able to fulfill the scripture because he wrote the scriptures anyway. But today, on your job, in your home, in your church, are you fulfilling your calling? Are you moving in the anointing of God? What is the anointing? Is God pouring his spirit upon you and filling you with his spirit? So you could do the job and get it done effectively. But you got to live for God. God ain't anoint you if you're messy. He's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. He's not going to anoint you if you're trashy. The Bible said, come out from amongst them and be separate and say of God. And I will receive you unto myself. You got to come out from that mess. You got to want to come out. You got to want to do right. You got to want to talk right. You got to want to live right. You got to have a hunger for God. As you see the light, what you The Lord God has anointed me. Look at that verse. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and proclaim liberty to the captives and to the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Many people are bound in their personal lives. Many be bound in their home lives. I bring deliverance to you in Jesus' name. You can be made free. You can be made whole and free in Jesus' name. Nothing too hard for God to do today. God is a deliverer. God is a yoke breaker, burn, burn, a savior. Let's move on. It's just something to think about. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 10. Isaiah chapter 10. Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27. Now listen to this, beloved. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. I'll read it one more time. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. It is the anointing of God that has break those yokes and unbound and those chains and those fetters that hold you down. It is the anointing of God that tears them apart. Hallelujah. It is the anointing of God that tears them apart. Give the devil a kick. God wants you to be free, and it's because of his anointing. Those jokes will be broken in your life. Hallelujah. The yokes will be broken because of the anointing of God coming out of your life and breaking down those fetters and chains, those burdens, those troubles. It's those yokes and those burdens, hallelujah, that bears and tears you down, but the anointing of God has come to break them loose and make you go free. God ain't setting you free. He want to make you free, but you don't get tangled up in it again. God wants you to be free. The Bible said, therefore, if the Son of God shall make you free, you'll be what? Free indeed. God wants us to be free and stay free and live free. Hallelujah. Christ went to Calvary that we might be free if we accept freedom in him. If we accept his deliverance, if we accept the healing, he hung on that tree that we might be healed, that we might be delivered, that we might be made whole. You got to accept that. You got to accept deliverance in God. You got to be willing to accept what God has said, that he wants you to be free. There's something you have to accept. Nobody can accept that for you. 
People can run down to the altar for you, but at the end of the day, you still got to accept what God's word say. It is because of the anointing that we're able to do these things. The anointing is what breaks the yoke. The anointing is what brings the healing. That we need in our bodies, the healing and the deliverance in our mind, in our finances. It's the anointing that's going to make the difference. Let's go. Hallelujah. It is the anointing that's going to make the difference, that's going to bring the change. A person can preach all day long, but if God don't anoint those words, nobody's going to be touched, nobody's going to be healed, nobody's going to be made free. They're going to go home, worse off than they came. They're going to turn on that TV watching that broadcast and they ain't going to get nothing out of it. But it's the anointing of God that's flowing on that man or through that man. People will be made free. It is the anointing. 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 By that man's life, he lived. That anointing going to flow through Let's move on. Let's go to 1 John 2, 27. It's the anointing. It is the anointing that makes the difference. 1 John 2, 27. Look at what the verse says. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and you need not any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things that is true, and is no lie, even as it have taught you, ye shall abide in him. Listen, I'll read it again. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is of truth, and is no lie, even as it is, even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. What is he saying? When you get filled with the anointing of God, he'll teach you. He'll guide you. He'll lead you into all truth. But it notice at the end to say you have to abide in him. You have to abide in God and don't come out of God. Amen. You got to abide in God's word and let his word abide in you. And you can ask what you will according to it. Well, that be done. The anointing of God teaches you the things that you should do. Teaches you the places that you should go. Forbid you to go to places. Forbid you to go to places that you shouldn't go. That's what he's there for. He's there to guide you and lead you in all truth. If you want to go, if you want to learn the truth, if you want to know the truth, that's what this whole thing is about. If you want to know, he's there to guide you. Look at the verse, look at the verse. But the anointing which you have received, you first have to receive it. But the research, the anointing that you received of him abideth in you, abideth, abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and it's truth, and there's no lie. Notice it said, and it's no lie. Even as it have taught you, you shall abide in him. Notice it said, even as it teach you, and abide in you, and you abide in him, and it said, it's a what? No lie. So stop lying then. <laughs> you claim you got God's power, stop lying. He's a keeper of the tongue. He's a keeper of the heart. Oh, yes, he is. I was so upset about something that took place this morning. If I wasn't saved, I probably would have been cussing this wind and threatening and killing. <laughs> but because God lives in me, I just rebuke the person in Jesus' name and let God do the work. And it looked like he's doing the work. The Holy Ghost, the anointing is there. The anointing of God is there to teach you and guide you and lead you only if you want to be led. The Holy Ghost is only going to guide you if you want to be guided. It's just the same thing. It's the same thing with uh, 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 driving down the road. If you want to drive down the wrong side of the road, well, it's on you. When you hit somebody, kill somebody, it's on you. Not on me. That's what the Holy Ghost is. We did it, guide us and lead us in all truth. 
Or do we really want to go to our truth? Do we really want the whole truth? Do we want to really know the whole truth? Not that just the scripture that says Jesus wept, and you don't even know why he wept. Oh, y'all know, y'all like to quote that scripture, mama. Jesus drank wine, God is love. That's what they say. Jesus drank wine, God is love. No. Fix the scripture that you're twisting and saying Jesus turned water into wine. And yes, the scripture does say God is love. He that loveth of God, and he that loveth not are not of God. And he's not talking about sexual love. He's talking about a God kind of love. Hello. Huh? I know my Bible. The Bible says the devil knows the Bible and trembles. So you're not saying anything. You must be born again. You must accept Christ as your personal Savior. Let's move on. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 10. Leviticus about chapter 10. We're just about finished. Leviticus chapter 10 and verse 7. I want you to listen to this verse very carefully. And ye shall not go out from the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, lest ye die. But anointing oil of the Lord is upon you, and they did according to the word of uh, Moses. I'm going to read again. And ye shall not go out of the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, lest ye die. But anointing of the Lord, uh, oil of the Lord is upon you, and ye they did according to as Moses. The word of Moses. Don't go outside of Christ. Don't go get your husband or your wife outside of the body of Christ. At least you die because the anointing of oil, the anointing of God is upon your life. He's trying to flow through your life. He's trying to fulfill your life. He's trying to bless your life. He's trying to anoint your life. But you are choosing to step outside that door. Do not accept, I'm warning you, do not accept outside the door of God's authority and cause yourself to be cut up spiritually. Hmm? People get cut off because they don't listen. Children get their behind with because they don't listen. The Bible said, the day you hear my voice, hard not your heart, as in the day of provocation. The day you hear God's word, listen! Take time to obey what God's word has to say to you. Put your name there. Whatever your name is, Joe, Mary, Holly, whatever your name. Learn to obey God and his word. Learn to hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God and do all that he has commanded you to do. Learn to listen to God's voice. Learn to obey the true men and women of God when they're telling you things to help you walk with God and obtain eternal life. You got to be willing and obedient to eat the good on the land. Everybody want to be blessed, but everybody want to listen. You're watching this broadcast. You may know the Lord, you may not. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Jesus said you must be born again. 100%, not 99 and a half. You want the anointing of God? Surrender your life to Ask the Lord to take all my life. Take all my life, Lord. Guide me and lead me and keep me and direct me. Take all my life today. If you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior today, this is our opportunity to come and walk with the Lord. Come and know who the Lord is. Who are you? Bow your heads with me and pray with me. A simple friend's prayer. Those you don't know the Lord. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to save me, come into my life, anoint me, and guide me each day. I thank you for dying on Calvary. I thank you for saving me and making a way out of no way for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you believe the simple prayer, Christ comes into your life. No thunder, no lightning. Well, you get on like this. You can visit our website, www.tabernacledeliveranceinc.org. Leave your prayer request, testimony, 
uh, you can become a partner and help us out financially with the television broadcast podcast. The anointing is something that's important that you got to make sure you have on your life. The Holy Ghost is there. He's the anointing. He's the one that wants you to be strong in God. Get the full essence of God. Hey. Soul lost out with God and was never able to retain. Caused his family to be destroyed. David came by a little scabby man and God anointed him. Today is your day. Your moment, your hour, your second of achieving what God has for you and going where God wants you to go and doing what God wants you to do. Allow the anointing of God to guide you. All right. I will see you Wednesday night if you come into Bible study, 815, right here. I want you to remember something. You need the anointing. You need to get the anointing of God in your life. You need to get the God word and let the grace of God really work with you and guide you and lead you. I'll talk to you on Wednesday. God bless.